welcome and thank you so much for joining us for our season two specials. We're so glad that you could make it. On these special episodes, we will be looking at ancient wine producers. We'd love if you could follow us on your podcast provider and connect with us on Instagram to keep up to date with all our good friends and a glass of wine updates. For our first special, we are focusing on Georgia, the most ancient of wine producers. To quote wine enthusiast, many Georgians proudly call their country the birthplace or cradle of wine and say it created a blueprint for winemakers worldwide. While modern interpretations of antiquity are always in flux, a recent archaeological discovery supports the origin story. In 2017, researchers found evidence of 8,000-year-old wine production at Gadakrili Gora, a destination 20 miles south of Tbilisi. By 6,000 BC, there is evidence of large-scale production in this region by those prehistoric humans who were still at a very early stage of using stone and bone tools throughout their days. Isn't that so impressive? So currently there are more than 500 indigenous grape varieties in Georgia and international varieties account for only about 6% of their wine production. So they're really sticking to their roots. In recent years, there's been many small wineries that are popping up in Georgia and the quality of wine has really greatly increased. So it seems like a great time to be trying a Georgian wine, particularly one made using the most ancient of techniques. I can't wait for this. Let's intro our esteemed guest for our special, Mr. Stephen Breen. Hello, sir. How have you been since we wrapped up season two of the podcast? Gamarjobi, as they say in Georgia. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And what does that mean? <laughs> hello, it means hello. Okay, very good. <laughs> it sounded a bit like Star Wars. Like, what's the language <laughs> when they're on? <laughs> good old Klingon. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang <laughs> yeah. on, isn't that uh, Star Trek? Uh, what did you say? <laughs> Star, Star Wars. Wars. Hang on a minute. Oh, yeah. Am I more of a nerd than you are? <laughs> no, I just think we've done like a trifecta of annoying people at the very start of this. <laughs> Which is just how I always aim to start anything. <laughs> start how you mean to go on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so um, as a bit of a history and more importantly, a facts enthusiast, I'm guessing you're pretty psyched to be learning about ancient wines. Yeah, like the it's one of those things where, as you were saying, with the the um older techniques on how cookery happens in in the ancient times it's mm. it's actually amazing what they just came up with like the idea yeah. of like clay cooking or buried cooking mm. or or yeah. just the idea that like, it takes so much planning it's the idea like you can't pop down to tesco's and stick something in the mm. oven it's like okay yeah. for the next two weeks this is what we're going to do and mm. and as a mm -hmm. starter yeah. just to yeah. keep going so it is like eight thousand years ago yeah, um, incredible. like for for mm. like you're in you're in the guessing part of history <laughs> you're yeah, in exactly. the part That's, where <laughs> yeah there's there is no blueprint for them it is in yeah. pure inventiveness and it's pure trial and error and they found something from that point on that we are still enjoying today like it's amazing, 100%. and they're and the, yeah. the fact that they're using a lot of the same techniques in that country in some of these wineries, I just think, like we've had such a varied journey as we've gone through these episodes, and this particular 
episode and the Sicilian wine episode mm. that we have coming up next. I was so excited about these because this is where it all began. So it's like, this is okay. Yeah. What were they trying? What are these wine producers doing today? Like, what is it about them that kind of set everybody else up to run with it and make it such an amazing thing, you know? So yeah, I'm really thrilled to be trying Georgian wine with you today. So on this show, we're tasting Iago Bisharishvili Kinori Cuveri number six. Now that's a title and a half. This wine is actually an orange or an amber wine. So it's our second time going down the path with an orange wine. You'll be delighted about that one, Stephen. So let's see Absolutely. what we find. Yeah. Cheers. I've cherries, I've cherries, chocolate orange in my veins. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a quite a punch on the scent on the nose. Mm. It's definitely just, giving me that little bit of a kick that we had with the orange wine. It's bringing back that memory oh, of yeah. the the other orange wine that we had. Actually, it's definitely in the same vein of it. It's a lot of alcohol. Now, mine was mm. uh, my wine was chilling on the veranda. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> swirling it to, yeah. to to activate it a bit more because it's quite a strong alcohol smell. Oh, that's lovely. It's Mine's... so fragrant. It's yeah, it's very fragrant, and it's mine has been sitting there for a little while, so it's actually opened up a lot. It's really lovely, actually. I love the color of this as well. It's got a really lovely light sort of amber color. I think it's gorgeous. It looks so yes. smooth in the glass, doesn't mm. it? A slight bit kind of cloudy almost. I don't know if that's just mine though. Uh, there's a there's a silky nature to it. Yeah. I just looking at it as well yeah. through the light. Yeah, really, really interesting on the, the palette there. I'm not sure actually what the flavours are initially. I'm not really getting any major. It's got, no, do you know what? Peat. I'm getting a peat. Oh, sort of. the smokiness to it. Yes. It's a smoky. Yes. It's a very smoky yes. and it's almost peat, like a peat fire. That's what it's making me think of. Yeah. Now, I, I don't want to be talking about whiskies on a, a wine podcast, but if you ever have um Connemara whiskey... Yep. That's I quite have. peaty. Yeah, that's 100%. I, I actually recently, yeah. um, I was going on a trip to the States and we had, there's Teelings do a oh, whiskey yeah. and it's a real peaty one. There was, I can't remember what the production was or whatever, but it was a really strong, boggy, peaty kind of mm. scent, lingering, smoky scent in the mouth. And this is very much actually reminiscing mm. of that. You're so right. Yeah, and peat is one of those flavor palettes the same way as like goat's mm. cheese, where it smells the way it tastes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, um, yes. The, the nose of this correlates with the taste. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out what orange, because again, mm. it, it, there's not that much orange on it. But no. if you think about the the sourness in orange peel, yeah. Or blood orange as well as the other one. That that tang of a yeah. of a sour orange or well, grapefruit, I know yeah. is often mentioned, but that yeah. that to me is where it's the fruitiness is coming from, is that sourness. Yeah. I mean it might not have any bit of association with orange, but there's mm. there is that lovely colour anyway. Yeah. For for me, I'm not getting anything anything like that. I'm not particularly getting any sort of floral fruits i'm trying to think is there mm. maybe a little bit of like a apricot maybe or there's something that could be a little bit of a more like a mature taste of a fruit 
Yeah, something earthy, something far more earthy. Yeah, maybe a small um, bit of an apricot, though. Yeah, I'm not getting quite a leather, but like a tan mm. kind of taste of it. It's just actually it has leather that, is a great yeah. word for that. Leather is is yeah. what I was thinking of. Um, it's a great word for that. Yeah, that is a great word for that, and I could totally get leather now. You've said that, yeah. and I do think uh smoky cigar it's like that smoky oh my god like yes yes right it's really evoking <laughs> i could see uh, this being had in like a different shaped glass like a tumbler yes. yeah absolutely yeah a nice cigar and mm -hmm. i know we've talked about that in the past with another type of wine um it's really do you know what this is actually it's a very masculine taste oh yeah i would say yeah like the way they Sadly describe now, I don't, I don't necessarily yeah. agree with these ideas, yeah. but yes, yes, it is. It's like it's a very masculine sort of yeah. earthy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More links Africa than herbalescence, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not that sort of more lighter floral, sort of feminine end of the scale um, with the feminine wines, you know. You're, you're, you're after reminding me there, yeah. like. So there's candles as well, like do you know how you have the Yankee candles that have yeah. all the lovely smells. Um, mm. Is well, it saddlewood? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I, I think one of the smells, or, or is it cedarwood? Yeah, um, cedarwood. Yeah, cedarwood is mm. one of the smells mm. that are often put into that mm. like masculine mm. type of candles. But mm. that's where like that oakiness. Yeah. Oh, it's oaky, oaky. Mm. It's very yeah. That's interesting. Um, do you know who would enjoy this wine? I feel Ron Burgundy oh. <laughs> from Anchorman <laughs> would enjoy this wine with his many leather bound yeah. books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and his yeah, nice yeah. dinner jacket. <laughs> we did say we would buy smoking jackets at one point. I can't remember <laughs> when. <laughs> did, <yeah. laughs> and this would absolutely feed into that. Mm. It's very smooth. It's very rustic. Very. And yes. at my words, very rustic. It's very natural it's it's kind of is it dry i would say it's a little bit oh, dry yeah very dry. Right? Yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah it is it's a, definitely one of those mature palate yeah um yeah. wines like i yeah. i wouldn't th this isn't for everybody a hundred percent um yeah yeah but it is like mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm just looking here. I'm just seeing is this an organic wine or not? Yeah, it is. It actually is. So is. um just okay. to give you a quick fact on that, the winemaker mm. Iago Bisharishvili, he produces his wine, it's all organic wine that he's producing. And it's produced mm. in Shardaki in central Georgia. And it's a very small mm. vineyard that he's producing it from. But yeah, it is. It's all really old traditional methods and it's all organic production. So yeah. Because the reason to me, it just has such a clean taste. Yeah. I, I don't know how yeah. quite to describe it, but there's no like what's mm -hmm. there is there and it's simplified. There's not a, a huge spectrum. There's not a massive aftertaste either. I'm finding like okay. it's quite yeah. smooth that for, for what I have in front of me. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. No, not to say that that's due to the organic yeah. process or anything like that, but I just find yeah. it quite mm -hmm. simplified. That's in, interesting. In some sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think like mine's been sitting there longer. As I said, it's had more time to open mm. up. And I also haven't eaten for a few hours before this. So I don't have oh, anything yeah. on my palate. So, like, yes. I'm finding I actually really am getting mm. a strong 
aftertaste, but a really pleasant. It's really mm. earthy, really peaty. Yes. It's lovely. Like the the first orange wine that we had grew on me more and more the more I had it. Oh, this yeah. one I'm like, yeah. I'm in with this. I'm I really like yes. this. This is good. Yeah, 100%. I, I would absolutely go back and drink more of this particular yes. wine. And it I just love the fact that you were having something that was made in the way that wine was made eight thousand years ago, pretty much, you know. Yeah. And it tastes like the earth and it's so natural and so yeah, I love that. Just to give you a couple of more facts while you're tasting it and seeing what else you find. Iago produces only two types of wine and both of them are made from the same grape, which is the Chinuri grape. Um, it's an important grape in Georgian winemaking. The difference between the two wine types that he's producing is that one has skin contact and one uses only the grape juice. So as we mentioned earlier, this wine is an orange wine, but because it had contact with the skin of the grape, it has that amber colouring that we associate with these types of wines. To quote the wine cellar Le Caveau, the grapes are gently crushed before the whole bunch is surrendered to the clay and it remains there for six months or so to accrue colour, body and tannin. Nothing is rushed here. Iago's skin contact white is left to nestle in the earth for around 10 months before bottling, although it is transferred from one cuvery to another during that time. With a strong yeast population, the ambient fermentation will proceed healthily and Iago will break the cap to allow the gas to escape. The malolactic process proceeds naturally once the cuvery has been topped up and towards the end of the year, the jars are sealed wherein a large flint stone or a piece of glass is then further sealed with wet clay and covered in damp scent. So that sounds like an amazing process and there's a lot to it. So I'm actually kind of amazed. I think I actually don't remember exactly what the price of this was, but I think maybe in the mid 20s. Very very accessible i i, I yeah. remember i yeah. i was thinking it wasn't more it, it wasn't 30 yeah. it was under 30 which i yeah. thought was quite good for what is essentially boutique wine for from the process Massively. that it is there yeah. Like, yeah yeah absolutely what are you finding as you're continuing along with it yeah it it definitely more um it smells like a fresh woodshed <laughs> like that yeah. that sawdust kind of smell is is, is yeah. what i'm getting as well it's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of it's, it, it's gorgeous like yeah it is yeah yeah no the the dryness is coming through for me the more i go along it's yes. it's got definitely got that dry taste in the mouth that dry sort of you know there's mm. there's not a lot of um how would I describe it? There's not a lot of like other flavors. And like you've already mentioned this, there's not a lot of other mm. scents and flavors. It's just a very, not our typical scents and flavors that we associate with wine. That's what it is. It's not that yes. floral. It's not that, you know, um, you're not getting the the fruits, the citrusy fruits or whatever. It's, it's a very natural, a very masculine on the nose on the taste and it's it's not what you're used to but i think yeah mm -hmm. look if you're if you're willing to try something a bit different if you like a bit of wine i would absolutely recommend yeah. trying something like this, this. is definitely like, a, i was gonna say this is definitely a, a palate expander it is yeah i agree with you on that definitely a palate expander and it's if you were any bit interested in like how food and drink developed over time you know yes especially with wine and things like that it's so interesting to think about the practices that went into these things and i love that it's this is such an artisan small scale product to know 
that they've um, imported. So, yeah, it's really cool. So uh, just as you mentioned there, mm. it, this isn't our typical um, foray, but what mm. I was thinking about there, as we kind yeah. of said before, the stereotypical is old world, you'd have yeah. with a meal, a new world kind of stands up on its own. Where yeah. would you place the ancient world in, in that category? Such an interesting question. That is so, such an interesting question. Well, with this Georgian wine anyway, because obviously our Sicilian one, which we'll be trying next, that's a red wine. I would imagine yeah. that'd be a lot more standard with the red, with a, a meal, like a meaty dish or whatever. But with this guy, for me, it could absolutely be standalone. I don't think yeah. you need to have something with that. Maybe a cigar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. um, like, God, for with a meal, that's a tricky one to place, isn't it? Yeah. Have you got yeah, any ideas? Is. Maybe a fish. I... Maybe a white fish. Yes. Yeah. I. The, the smokiness, for me... Mm. I wouldn't pair this with with any food necessarily mm. because to me mm. this this would overpower whatever you're having in terms of um I I can't think of what would be complementary to a well, peace smoke I leather. I know what you're saying but I'm just thinking yeah. if you had a fish that was cooked like a cooked in salt and covered over maybe cooked oh, in yeah. quite a traditional manner and it was quite a strong yeah. salty taste then this sort of earthy, peachy flavor yes. could work well against that. And my other idea would be mm. cheeses, like you mentioned earlier, like the oh, big yeah. cheeses. Yeah, yeah. Those strong yeah. cheeses, the hard cheeses, mm -hmm. those could be really tasty with this yeah. as an accompaniment. Yeah, I yeah. agree with cheese board is where I was putting this. Like this yeah, is the end of the meal. Specific cheeses yeah. though, like not like yeah. your soft cheeses, not your like Edams, your Goudas. Maybe a Gouda, but like there's certain cheeses are going to work with that, and others strong yeah. flavored cheeses. Yeah, are your Philadelphia's don't stand a chance. No, not at all. No, no certainly not a cheddar <laughs> or something. Maybe like a few to really impactful mature cheddar. I love yes. cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did think about doing another, you know, offshoot of this with cheese because I just adore it. Maybe for another day. The other thing I was going to say is um, you, you'd pair this with a book. You would. You'd <laughs> not pair necessarily it with a book. Yeah, pair it with a book, yeah. not necessarily food, because to me, it, it as you said earlier, it stands out on its own. Like it's it, it doesn't necessarily need any accessories um, with it necessarily. Same yeah. similar with other wines like yeah 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 the one thing i would say as well is this is one of those wines where i'm finding the smell yeah i think the only other wine comparative yeah. was the strawberry wine where i love the smell of it yeah mm -hmm. this is such a brilliant nose yeah. on it um that yes, i'm smelling totally it more agree. than drinking it oh 100 i feel like stephen we need a bottle of this together at some point <laughs> that we can just yes. sit down and enjoy by a nice fire <laughs> and oh shoot, my the, God. shoot the breeze. <laughs> That's it. Now, marshmallows. That's what will pair with this. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. I love it. Mm. I love it. Really awesome. How fantastic was it to bring it all back to the early beginnings of wine? I hope you enjoyed learning about the history of Georgian wine production and how wine has developed in modern Georgia. I do urge you to read on a little bit more about this region if you're interested, because there's a lot of information there. Thank you, Stephen, for joining in. I'm looking forward to having you with us for our next ancient wine special where we taste Sicilian wine. Until next time. God, my jars. <laughs>